Hey good people, this is Sharika, EB, and Sabrina. You're listening to The Kickback. Glad you decided to pull up. What's good, Kickback family? Um, The world is crazy, but y'all probably already do that. Um, I am here with two of my favorite people, Sabrina and Sharika, and you're listening to your favorite podcast, and it's not your favorite podcast. You probably should make it that. Because the world <laughs> is in the dumps and nobody knows when the end is. So mm. at least end it on a good note by saying, I listened to the kickback and that was my favorite podcast. But that's just <laughs> my personal opinions. Um, and hopefully they're yours too. Let me see. I'm gonna go ahead and start off with my tip check and I'm gonna pass it over to the beautiful ladies. Uh, I'm about I'm about an 85. I'm going to still say happy and perfect and great in this lovely sunny weather, despite the madness and the craziness that's going on in the world. And I say craziness, not just from some of the stuff that you're probably seeing on your news feed or on mainstream television or news, but it's just a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on. And I may or may not expound on it later on that's going on in the world that you'll be like, I didn't even know that was happening because you're so glued to one thing or you're just out of sight, out of mind with your own personal life, with the stuff that's crazy in your own life. And you're not even thinking about everybody else stuff. But I would say I'm an 85. And yeah, that's it. I ain't got no song for y'all this week. Uh, Well, I'll say my tip is good. I'm going to go with, you know, I like a little cooler. So I'm going to go with a 79. I will say my song is Lovely Day because I'm just having a lovely day. Nothing crazy. I just got back from vacation, took another day off from work today just to not have to rush back in, but just got back in town last night. So I've been relaxing for the most part, did a little grocery shopping, but overall it's just been a lovely day. And you know, I have zero complaints. I have to attest to that because I saw Sharika today and I said to myself, Sharika has that post-vacation glow. She looked beautiful. She had a cute little outfit on. And I'm pet sitting this week. So my dog-in-law, like my dog niece, I don't know what you would call it. But anyway, <laughs> she is definitely a female dog. Because when Sharika or anybody comes around, she barks and goes crazy like she wants to bite someone. And Sharika was so unbothered. And I love to see it, friend. I'm glad you had a good vacation. You gonna tell the people where you were and what you were celebrating? Okay, sure. I was kind of all over the place. Um, we went to. We were gone for about two weeks. We left Wednesday and came back. Not last week. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> we left on a Wednesday morning, er, bright and early, and then we came back on a Tuesday night. I don't know how many weeks it was in between, but anyway, we went um, to Virginia to celebrate my brother. He graduated with his master's. So we got to see him walk. It was so nice. It was such a great time. So we did that. Then I went to spend to another part of Virginia to spend some time with the in-laws. And that was nice. Got to see both of my my mother and my mother-in-law on a Mother's Day, which I think that's the first time ever. So Well, obviously, I've seen my mother on Mother's Day before, but it's been a long time since I've even done that. And then also, nice to see my mother-in-law on a Mother's Day. So that was nice. Um, Then we went to uh, New York for a little bit. 
And then we hopped over to Connecticut for a few hours because then I had a cousin who was also graduating with his master's. So we uh, we went to see him graduate and walk across the stage. And that was great as well. So it's just been a nice time to be with family. And we did drive from Florida. So it was a long drive. But, you know, I have a great husband that does most of the driving. I actually drove for the first time on the way back. I drove for a few hours just to give him a little break and uh, help out. But he's really cool with driving for the most part. And he also gets car sick, so he doesn't like to not drive a lot. But he has been feeling under the weather. So I drove a good bit for him or for us on the way back. But it was a great, it was really great. It was fun. Oh, shout out to my aunt. We didn't get to go to her graduation, but literally the day before my cousin graduated in Connecticut, she graduated in California with her doctorate's degree. So we just had a lot of celebration in the family um, over the past few days. So it's just been a great time. And, you know, we don't get to see family often. So whenever we do, it's just a blast and it's so much fun lots of music lots of loud talking lots of game playing uh we play games we get competitive we get rowdy and we just have a good time so it's it's just so much fun so i had a wonderful time but i am back now and lots of good food too because i saw i saw some pizza or something and a buffet spread or something i was like oh my gosh she's eating so good oh my gosh so the food was great we had a seafood boil. We had some island food. We had all kinds of food. We have this place at my near my aunt's house that has this pizza that's so good, but it is huge. Like literally the pizza's one slice is like bigger than your face. It's humongous, but it was good food. But also your girl came back, got on the scale today and is ashamed to say she gained seven pounds. Oh my God. I'm I'm, I'm not even that mad about it, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, the work I'm going to have to do, but it was good. It was good. <laughs> and it was worth it. It was it worth was it. Different. What you gained in two weeks, you can lose in a couple of months. It's totally fine. I was thinking, Evie, I'm going to pass this question to you first. When's the last time you had a two week vacation? Ah, um, like consecutive days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that has ever happened. If I'm being honest. Right. Right. That's what I was thinking when she said two weeks. I was like, I think the last time I was not working for two weeks and still getting some type of pay was probably when I got married. Because even when I switched jobs, I had leftover vacation of, of like a week and then I started the next job a week later. So I didn't even have a two week break then. So Sharika, congrats to your family and congrats to your two weeks vacation because that is the way to do it, friend. Love that journey for you guys. Um, I am still feeling like hot. So my ideal is probably more like 75. I'm feeling like just groggy today. As you guys know, I work from home and I had IT issues that started yesterday and it was pretty much all day today. So <laughs> you can just imagine the frustration of being tossed a person or person. So that's just like a work-life kind of frustration that I had. So I'm feeling kind of groggy with that, because it's not completely resolved. And I know tomorrow morning, we'll be back on that. So I'm feeling probably if I had a temperature, yeah, I'm still probably like 95. It's just like hot. And I'm just like, ugh. but the podcast does kind of lift my energy. Um, I have a song. It's a Janet Jackson song. And I was in like a 90s R&B 
mode, like outside of work, just feeling kind of chill. And I don't know. Yeah, you know, I do know what got me here. I don't even know who Jack Harlow really is, but I saw it trending that he was saying they were trying to ask him who was the author of a song. And it was a Brandy song. And one of the hints they gave him was, oh, this person has a brother who has a famous sex tape. And he said, oh, who is RJ's sister? Y'all, he didn't know who Brandy was. No shade to him. I don't even know who he is. But after I saw that little clip, I was in my fills and listening to R&B. And I forgot about this song by Janet Jackson. I get so lonely. And that is my vibe because my husband has always worked overtime. But I used to have a crazy work schedule. So it really didn't phase me. He usually gets off at 3.30 if he's not working overtime. And then in my old job, if I got off at 4.30, about an hour commute home, then I was like getting home the same time as he was. But now that he works overtime and I'm just here alone, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd be missing my husband like in a normal work week. And so many other little things that I like to do that I'm like, golly, if he's not getting home till 6.30, then it's like dinner and bedtime. So that's my little vibe. I get so lonely. Can't let just anybody hold me. You are the one that lives in me, my dear. I want no one but you. So I don't know if you guys have are in the 90s R&B, the audience. I'm sure Sharika and Evie can vibe. Uh, but if you aren't, even if you are, check out that song because wasn't Janet Jackson? I mean, the whole family was a vibe, but golly, she was really a vibe. And I saw her in concert one time when she was in Tampa and it was everything. Like, I don't know how she was at that concert. She may have been late 50s, early 60s. And she was honestly, she was giving... She was giving Janet, I can't even compare her to anybody, but she was dancing and singing and it was just so, so good. So thank you, Janet, for those chill vibes. I do. I'm always into 90s vibe. That's just like my era. I can always listen to that. But Sabrina, you have been to see everyone in concert. (laughs) Only since moving to Tampa, since moving to Tampa, because everybody comes here. So it's so easy. But growing up, I was in such a small town. If you wanted to see anybody, you had to, one, have the money. And that I didn't. Mm -hmm. And two, uh, go all the way to Raleigh. So Raleigh, North Carolina, from Rocky Mount, the concert center is probably like an hour. And my parents were not, as a teen, first of all, I didn't even have a permit. And they weren't going to drive me to some concert that we didn't have the money for. You know, stay there, go home. So I didn't really start seeing shows until... Oh, college. Oh, uh, dashboard confessional came to my school. You know how people will come to colleges Mm. when you're like having homecoming and stuff like that. So I remember seeing like some really good people in college. And then just when I lived in Charlotte, I mainly just saw musicals. Yeah, honestly, it's just been Tampa because I literally could walk from one house. Uh, Tracy Stickney, as you guys remember, was a special guest on the show. When we were roommates at one of our homes, it was like a walk, maybe a five minute walk from Raymond James Stadium. So it's like, listen, you don't have to be up on the stage. I did go up on the stage for one concert and it was a it was a bus because you're craning your neck and people have people on their shoulders and you can't really see. So now I prefer the stands. Mm. But yeah, Sharika, that's really the reason why. And I was with you to see Beyonce. I've seen Beyonce twice. Taylor Swift twice. Janet Jackson. Honestly, maybe I haven't seen that many people. You oh, saw Celine Dion. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. I did. I completely forgot about Celine Dion. I'm going to see churches at, in two weeks and I'm so excited. Oh, I saw Bruno Mars. Um, when I saw Bruno Mars, I was surprising my husband and 
I remember we were in the car and he didn't know what our date was. We had just left Cheddar's and I was like, oh, Bruno Mars song played on the radio. And I was like, babe, do you like Bruno Mars? And he was like, uh, not really. And I was like, well, that's who we're going to see. <laughs> so I, was like, I have to make it up to him. He, fun. he just didn't realize how many songs Bruno Mars sang. And Bruno Mars is a top, like phenomenal entertainer. But we both are really into this like Scottish pop sync band called Churches. They spell it with the V. So C-H-V-R-C-H-E-S. They're going to be in St. Pete on May 30th. He doesn't listen to the podcast. So I can drop all the juicy details. He just knows our date night is May 30th. I'm going to try my part too. That's surprising him with the concert. We were going to see them before the pandemic. And we were actually going to drive to Atlanta to see them because we love them that much. But they're going to be in St. Pete. And I cannot wait to see his reaction when he finds out we're going to see him. So yeah, that was a really long uh, check-in, Tim Tech. That's <laughs> exciting. I literally have probably only seen Beyonce and Jay-Z. And that's the only concert I've ever really been to outside of like stuff when I was a little kid, like church concerts and stuff. So I'm mm. like, wow. And Bruno Mars is so good. Oh my gosh. He's I can't so, even... he is so good. And I, I think secretly the real reason my husband felt some type of way is because I went to New York. One of the times I went to New York and we were doing a tour of the NBC studios and Bruno Mars was in there and he said hey to me and my friends are like freaking out and they told Doug and ever since then he's just kind of been like meh Bruno Mars I'm like babe he was not flirting he was just saying <laughs> like so he just he was just like I don't really want to see you being excited about another man for an hour and it wasn't Bruno it's the music <laughs> um but I totally forgot about all the church concerts and like the indie band we both my husband and I have an eclectic taste so I will be at the country. Oh, he took me to see Rascal Flatts twice. Love them. I'll be at the country concerts, the rock, the R&B, rap. I'll be, I love live music or just live art in general. Uh, one, since we're already on the topic, we might as well ask Evie. Evie, what's your concert? What's your concert history looking like? Uh, it depends. Uh, well, I guess it not really. It depends. Um, we actually went to go see Jay-Z and Beyonce together, so we can throw that out to the people. I they, know. We were all there at the same same concert, the same, same time. time. Um, I saw Jay-Z, like, that's, I saw Jay-Z three times, T.I., all rappers that you can kind of think of, from T.I. to Nas to Jeezy to Rick Ross to 2 Chains to J. Cole several times, um, Usher, he's not a rapper, but saw Usher. What's the one that Jen, um, August Alcina, Chris Brown? Oh, I would love to go see Chris Brown. And it's probably a few more that's just not clicking right now. But concerts, um, Chance the Rapper, um, as Sabrina mentioned earlier, just a lot of people come from Tampa. And for the most part, if it's anybody with some form of subtle notoriety, it's a good chance that I'll be there just to say I did it. Um, or to knock it off the bucket list. But it's a few people who I haven't seen yet. Like Lauren Hill, I haven't seen her yet. Mm. That's somebody who Evie, I see. Evie, Evie. What? You think you're going to see Lauren Hill? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I, Why would I see her? <laughs> listen, I'm not going to disrespect her name. I'm just going to spit facts. She, the past like 10 years or so, word on the street is she will be a no-show or will literally be like five hours late and be like, and what, what are you going to do about it? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. If I, even if I was still a five minute walk from the stadium, if the artist was like six hours late and then just like, never mind, 
I'm like, that's okay. I'll, I'll hit you up on Spotify. I thought <laughs> I, I was going to say, EB, just better be ready to take the next day off because you ain't going to see her within any reasonable time frame. That's on some shows. That's not all of her shows. Uh, Big Sean, Broadway. It's a few people who I've seen. But I would say Lauren Hill and Nas are two. Um, and of course, I say of course, but like the Elton John types is a few. Ooh. It's a few that I was like, I really want to see them because I also hear that their live performances are just next level. So there was a, a few people on my short list. I would love to see like a Destiny Child reunion to see them live. I've seen Beyonce, but that's not the same as her and her, her squad. Now, granted, they're older now, so I don't know if it'll be the same, but that's definitely they will be maybe out there doing all the dances you know who i would love to see but i probably would not be able to afford it i want to see adele i would i would love to see adele you probably would be able to afford it i don't know i feel like them tickets be would be high but i never thought i'd be able to see jay-z and beyonce and that was i got in there as a reasonable price so you know what you're right i might be able to do it i think you'd be able to do it i agree with eb it just depends but, on the, all of those really just depends on how much a person is willing to pay. Cause some of them don't be as crazy. I guess I'll say as people think, um, but sometimes people just put that mindset or they just throw it out there and be like, Nope, I can't afford that. I won't pay that. Or that's way too much for me. It really, that's what it really depends on. I think. I will say um, my ideal, like this is a dream thing. I don't know even know if it, you know, even happens. But when you were talking about Lauren Hill, like my, I always wanted to be like in a little club with like little tape, like little tables, little, and just like like a little acoustic situation. And Lauren Hill has always been the one on my mind, like sitting on the stage, singing the songs, and you know, has a little dance floor. People feel so inclined to dance, but it's like a chill, dark vibe. Like that's like my ideal situation. And I can interchange somebody else because I'm not waiting six hours to see um, Lauren. So if somebody else want to be on the stage, but like that's the ideal situation I want to be in. So if anybody knows like that type of vibe with somebody with some really good music, I want to, I want to be there for that. Yeah, Ooh, see, but I don't know a lot of Jill's music, but I do like Jill, but I don't know a lot of her music, but that she would be good too. I would just go for the vibe with her, actually. Well, guys, I know we we got off on a tangent. We've been talking about music, but you know, when you come to the kickback, it's always a good time no matter what we talk about. But we did tell you guys that we were going to come back with a part two of the wedding you know, situation and, uh, you know, sharing about our weddings. So we are back for part two. And so um, we wanted to, you know, let you guys know some of the other things. So I wanted to start off and ask you guys, did your wedding have themes or what have a theme or what were the color scheme for your wedding? Uh, I'm not sure that I had a theme. Uh, I was going to be really cheesy and say love, <laughs> but duh, girl. Um, uh, our colors were burgundy, armorin, navy, and then just like other jewel tones with like accents of gold and white for the most part. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything. I didn't go with a tradition that only the bride wears white because anyone who was adding to the ceremony, I had them in white. So like the gospel choir, my former, I love, love, love teaching. And I really connected to some of my former students. And I always knew when I got married, I would incorporate some 
in my wedding. So some of the former students that I taught who danced, they were white or who acted, they were white. Um, so I'm trying to think, yeah, those were, those were the main color. You could definitely tell it was the wedding of a person who saw the value of music, theater, and dance because all those sort of things were incorporated in the ceremony. So not necessarily like a theme. We came up with a hashtag Kemper Adventures just be mainly because it rhymed, honestly. <laughs> I felt like it rhymed a little bit. And a lot of the other Kemper uh, wedding websites were taken. So we were Kemper Adventures and the website is still live. At the time I intended to like blog because a lot of my family is on social media, but a lot of them aren't. And Doug's family is all across the country. So we figured, and he is like a social media ghost. So he's up there. He knows what's happening in other people's lives, but he like never posts. So we have our website still. So like we can blog or if we have exciting news, our family members can just go to our website and see it. What about you, EB? Did you have like a theme and you want to share your colors? Yeah. So we had, we definitely had similar um, with the burgundy. Um, and then we did, I guess you could say like a charcoal or a dark gray. And we did a mauve or a blush pink, depending on how you look at the color. But I think it was mauve or close to mauve. And then we did accents of gold, if I'm not mistaken. And as far as steam, we we did a lot of stuff. I say we um, decorators decided to go with the vision through pictures that were given to them to go with a lot of stuff that was like circular. So a lot of the centerpieces were a circle shape. Um, the thing that was holding our cake was like a circle. So it's kind of like this, just this unity um, of circle. And then as far as hashtag, it was um, boogie with the brafils. So it was just like, let's have a good time together. What I you got? I didn't even realize, but I love the little significant little circle thing. EB, for us, uh, my colors were uh, jade, uh, mint green and my theme it wasn't really so I don't know if I've said this before but originally I well not originally but one of the things I would have loved to do was have my wedding at a aquarium or the water because I just love water so I did kind of like a water theme not like crazy anything but just like if you looked at my um flower arrangements they had like shells and things in them um at our reception the little uh, centerpieces would be, you know, like you have like the votive candles and the, like a big cylinder glasses with water and the candle at the top. Well, we had um, a lot of those. We had a lot of bowls and in those uh, cylinder glasses or bowls and stuff on the table, we actually had live fish in them. A lot of them died. <laughs> a lot of them died like towards the beginning. It was so funny. We got there and like people were like, I don't remember who it was. We were like, yeah, we had to get rid of a lot of the fish. They died. But a lot of them were still alive in the little, I guess they bought a lot of, my mom bought a lot of fish. And yeah, like my mom was at the um, pet store that morning buying fish. So it was cute. Um, so it wasn't really an underwater theme, but it was like a water type theme and our little uh, invitations and our... Um, and our program and stuff had uh, had a like had a um, shells and stuff like that. So that was kind of like our theme and like our colors. All right. So of course that was the colors. That's people coming together. People spotting certain things, catching the vibes on the website or hashtags to, I guess you could say, capture the day. But boom, ceremony is over. You dive into the reception. Um, names are called. All that lovely entrance happens. That song drop down. Sharika, what was what was you and Alan's first dance to? My husband is not a very like romantical, touchy feely type person, but like a song that's kind of like 
been around like our whole relationship is this song um by 311 well actually a lot of people sing it adele has a version blah blah blah. a lot of different people have a version actually the original is by the cure but um the version we dance to is by 311 um and it's called love song and that was really like to me oh to my husband because like if there was a love song that would have been the love song so that was the love song that we danced to um so that was our first dance just out of just out of curiosity sharika can you tell the people what song you walked down the aisle to and what song your bridal party Ooh, came out okay. to because as you were talking i was like i remember she had this beautiful song but what was the name of it so you want to share the bridal party walked down the aisle to girl don't get me alive <laughs> right now i don't even i can't even think about it but i know i walked down to from this moment by shania Twain. that was the song i walked down to and my friend danielle sang it so i was gonna walk down with just the music. So the songs the girls walked down to, they just walked down to music. And then I was just going to walk into just the piano playing. But then I was like, oh, that's kind of feels like a lot of just uh, instrumental. So then at the last minute, I asked one of my bridesmaids, Danielle, to sing from this moment. And she did it and she did a beautiful job. So that was what I walked down to. And I walked out to This Will Be an Everlasting Love. Yes. And it was a <laughs> fun time. So that's the, man, I'm so mad. I cannot think of the girl's song. I'm going to come up with it before I, I leave this podcast today. That's okay. Uh, for me, all right, you know, I have to set the whole tone. So the beginning started with also me and Sharika, y'all know we're like kindred spirits with a lot of things. You, it had to be from this moment on. If you were born in the eighties and grew up nineties, you knew that you're going to have this Shania Twain a part of your wedding day. Uh, so that they set the ceremony. They started with that from this moment on. And then when I walked down the aisle, I walked down to A Thousand Years, Christina Perry. You know, I was the basic bride with this song from Twilight. But I love that song. And it's, it's just so beautiful. And I won't go into the lyrics because that wasn't even Evie's question. And I'm already expanding it and making it super long. But I actually had a family friend sing that live as well. And she's had a beautiful voice. We've known her since she was like, gosh, seven, six. And she is her professional career is like music and the arts today. So that was lovely having her sing that song live. And then when it came to the reception, the bridal party worked at, walked out to a song called Adventure by Matthew, I forget his last name, Pulver, I think. So that was fun because, you know, we had the Kemper Adventures theme and we do like to travel. So maybe it's more than just rhyming. So they came out to that. And then when we danced, we actually danced to another country song. Now, in my defense, I'm from North Carolina and I'm from the country. So maybe that's the reason I can I actually really enjoy country music. Um, and maybe this is the reason my mom was like, don't just have white music. <laughs> and I did have a, a, a mixture, but I, I, I teased her last podcast and she said that. But we danced to I Can Feel You Breathe by Faith Hill. Mm. And Faith Hill is somebody else I just loved. And I remember being a young kid hearing that song and being like, whoa, I can't feel anybody breathe at that time, but I wanted to after hearing <laughs> that. So 
I knew when I got married that that was going to be the vibe. And, you know, I didn't care that my mom was in there because I'm like, hey, I'm married now, mom. I'm about to feel this man breathe. It's all the vibes. It's love. And it's the fog moment. So that's what it was for me. Evie, you want to share some of your music choices from your wedding? Yeah, if I remember them. Um, <laughs> that was a different. I know. I want to say I want to say I walked out to Till Death Do Us Part by Brian Nera. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. And the guys, and I want to say that's what the girls walked out to as well. Um, but don't quote me on that. I think so. And then the guys have walked out to Whole Heart by Hillsong. Yeah, beautiful. If I'm not mistaken. And I don't know what my wife walked out to, which is crazy. Probably because I wasn't paying attention to the song. Um, and it was something else. Oh, our first dance. So our first dance was to the lovely, what's his name? From across the pond. Ed Sheeran. Ed Beyonce. Sheeran. <laughs> Ed Sheeran and Beyonce, perfect duet, right? And hopefully y'all know that. If you don't, um, I know it just start off with, I found a love for me. And then like halfway through it, I want to say a little bit into Beyonce's own, or yeah, I think it was a little bit into Beyonce's own. We switched it to a Creole song by, um, Alan Cave or Alan Cave Georges, which is a song called Se Papu Dat, which means it basically is like for a long time, but it's like starts off nice and Creole, but the translation will be something along the lines of um, ever since I was little, it's you that I've chosen. Um, you're like a beautiful melody. Um, you make me do all types of crazy things just for the love that you have for me. Something along those lines, but it just okay. shout out to the DJ mixing that in together. Um, so yeah, that was our first dance. And I'm also, I would say I'm, I'm a touchy Philly guy, but I'm not a dancing guy. So it was just a slight little two-step. Okay, B. That's, those lyrics are beautiful. I remember hearing that and thinking it was really pretty, but not knowing what it meant. So thank you for sharing. Um, there's one more music element that I won't share and I won't share all of it, but the dancers who presented a presentation before you know, the bridal procession, procession came down, dance to, um, you don't give your heart in pieces. And I just, I love that because it's just true about our relationship with the Lord and hopefully so true about Doug and I's forever. So those were the songs and it just turned out so well. But before we do like how well everything turned out for me, Sharika, Evie, I'm curious, about you guys. How do you feel like everything turned out? Did it turn out exactly like you wanted? Maybe we can say scale one to 10 and feel free to elaborate where you want to and hold back where you want to. Uh, Sharika, one to 10. I would everything say, perfect or not? Nah, it wasn't all perfect. I would say I would give it overall an eight out of 10. The few things that didn't work out the way that I didn't, that I did not expect, which were disappointing. So we were an hour late for my ceremony, which be what well, one of the reasons why. So our limo, the people that were supposed to the limousine company or whatever, the people that were picking us up, I guess they had called early that morning and was telling my dad that the vehicle that he had reserved didn't have no air conditioning. So they were supposed to find alternate vehicles or whatever. But for whatever reason, I don't know what if it was because of that, it had was starting to rain that morning. They were an hour late. So we were literally just standing at the hotel in the lobby, just waiting for transportation to get there. So that was did not go as planned. And because that 
my because that was late then my ceremony was late so because we were supposed to leave my ceremony while people were having the cocktail hour which didn't have any cocktails but anyway we were supposed to leave there and go take pictures at this little nice little outdoor flower garden all these things but because we didn't we started late we couldn't go there to take any pictures with my bridal party so that because we had to go to the straight to the place we were having the reception so that pushed you know that because of that was late that pushed our timing off so i didn't really get i mean i got pictures with my bridal party in the church but i didn't get the pictures that i really wanted outdoors and in the nice area that i really was looking forward to but i mean it really at that moment, I really wasn't too stressed about it. I wasn't really fretting too much about it. So that was one of the things that was a little disappointment and didn't go as planned. Also, when we got to the reception, it's not a lot of complaints. It's really very minimal. But when we got to the reception place, I don't know. It was like, where are the drinks? I'm like so parched. Like, where is the person serving the drinks? Like, and they were supposed to do like the place was supposed to provide uh either champagne toast but we said we didn't want champagne we wanted um whatever sparkling cider but whatever they put in that glass tasted like apple juice uh, like a quarter apple juice with the rest water it was disgusting it was and then there was supposed to, like i said they were supposed to have like sodas and drinks and all that stuff available we could not find a drink to save our lives so i don't know what was going on with that they were supposed to like turn the lights down and, 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 and you know, like the dance part and all that. The lights was on the whole time. We couldn't find a single soul to do what we wanted, what we put in the contract to do. So my mom had to tell them people off. But besides that, that oh, those were the little hiccups and things, but those weren't major things. They didn't, you know, alter what we were really there for. And and in the mean in 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 the midst of it, we still had a wonderful time fun time and no major complaints. So just those little petty things. Yeah. So I'll say my political answer is definitely it was a 10 because I did what I set out to do and that was to marry my bride. Amen. That's all that really matters. Or at least that's all that had mattered to me because if somebody like me and I say that in a way of it just so like I, I guess you could say going through um, engagement slash wedding process and looking at different things and then watching other people get married and see some of the stuff that is so bothersome to them. And then you just look back and be like, that has nothing to do with your marriage. Um, but we'll get into that later on in one of our final questions. So I will say that it was a 10 for me because of that. That's the political answer. That's the answer that most times I'll stick with. Um, but we just had a lovely, I guess you could say a catering blunder. And that's one of the joys of sometimes trying to help help businesses out. And in this case, helping out a Haitian owned business or a black owned business, however you want to describe it. Because we wanted people to get at least those who are not well versed in their taste buds um, or in their appetites to have different things. So we're just like, let's go with this common restaurant that we already use in Tampa. We know them. They treat us well. We treat them well. We do business with them. Like let other people experience this Haitian food. Now, as I look back on it, it would have been easier um, to get a couple people who know how to throw down in the kitchen to cook that same exact food and just um, done it that way. Now, granted, it's stuff that me and my wife, we could have took off of the plate of the catering company by just having like a buffet line and people just go up, but then it's calling 30 or so tables. And then it was like, we wanted to avoid that and wanted everybody to get comfortable and see the food coming out. And they said they could handle it. But watching some of 
um, I would say former um, supervisors, former divisional leaders or divisional youth leaders. And I'm saying that in the sense of people who are stakeholders or senior level positions within our organization or church work to pass out food as best as possible um, was great. And then every time I feel like I'm always hearing another, not always like in a bad way, but hearing a story that I didn't know even happened. So for those who do listen, shout out to everybody who stepped up to help out um, for ways that you could and shout out to all the people who sometimes listen to the podcast who weren't invited and showed up and was just taking place because <laughs> that messes up all types of stuff as well like for me and my wife as we're going around saying hey to people and of course she's sitting here like who's that because you know everybody don't know everybody from the other side and like that's some of the people that we didn't even invite but they from my daddy church or that's a cousin who wasn't invited or that's a distant relative like two three people removed or they used to be married into the family but we no longer have any ties to each other outside of your cousin or my cousin used to had a kid with you and that child is related to me but you have no relations to me so yeah that's the only thing that i probably um would change and then other than that i guess um i didn't expect to be sick for my wedding um had lovely eczema flare-up so that made it tough going on to the honeymoon and stuff like that so yeah that's all i would say that as far as how it turned out and that also answers for me the next question of the most annoying. But Sabrina, did your wedding? <laughs> uh, I would also, I'm with Sharika. I'm going to give it, gosh, I want to give it a 10 because of the <laughs> answer EB gave. But if I'm just being oh, realistic, like, so if I'm a, <laughs> no, well, I mean, hey, that's fair and true to who he is and the way he views it. I'm going to say it from if I'm the wedding planner and I plan this thing and this is what happened, what am I giving it? I'll give it like a seven and a half because of that. And these are things that I laugh at, except the one blunder that I'll share. But for the most part, I wasn't bothered by these things because they just didn't work out. We already said in part one, Flower Girl was a no-show, but then my friend's husband stepped in and it was great because that moment before I came down the aisle was so like emotionally charged that it was nice to have like that moment of levity with a grown man coming down. And he really sold it, even though he found out he was doing it like, Five minutes before it was great. So that my husband was like bawling. Then that happened and everybody started laughing. So that was not planned. Uh, the aerial dancers, one got stuck in the ceiling. And I didn't even know this was happening because it was like my back was to the audience. And then we went and did the ceremony and we prayed. And I guess while we were praying, he was able to free himself and come back down. But like during the ceremony, one of my students, who's kind of like family at this point, but he was just up there like a gargoyle, which is hilarious to me because he's a, well, he just graduated from a local university with a major in dance. And the other girl, she was a dancer in my program, but she didn't go to school for it. So when I told him what they'd be doing in the wedding, he was like, well, I don't know if she can handle it because she, you know, she hasn't been dancing as much as me. I don't know if she's in shape to do it. Boy, and who got stuck and who didn't. So there we go. <laughs> that was not planned. And that is just so I love that moment. Um, now, when it comes to the paid professionals, the things that I'm just like, you know, this is why I didn't want a wedding because I know with any event you put on, not everything's going to go as planned. You have to actually be prepared for that and not let it shake you to the core because that's just life. Um, and I didn't want my wedding to become that. And so many people have talked to me about one of these things, which is the catering. I was at a party in January and one of my friends at the party was like, blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, Sabrina, those caterers are such trash. We also wanted to help a black business and I'll say their name, Livio's. 
when we went for the tasting with the pastors who married us, it was so good. It was so good. And we were so excited, but I don't know what transpired. They just didn't deliver. Now, while we were taking pictures and that took longer than what we thought. And that's because my videographer and photographer, they were kind of bumping heads a little bit. They weren't from the same. I mean, they didn't know each other before that day. And they both had ideas of how they want to do things. So that wasn't very pleasant. But by the time we got inside, my wedding party just kind of had to sit in the waiting room and we got the little snacks that we could. But for the toast, we didn't even get anything to drink, not even water in our cup. We didn't have any other food. (laughs) We were sitting out there and we didn't have time to like go around to the tables. Now that was supposed to be just like a light reception time because we had an after party to get to and all that. But I am kind of bummed because we had like some, uh, not square dancing, but something similar to that happening that we, in our minds thought we were going to have time to participate and do with the people who weren't invited to like the more intimate setting afterwards. So I was kind of bummed about that. And then as far as my videographer, like where we had the wedding, there's a rafter. And there were two camera, well, there were three camera people, I think. And one was supposed to go to the rafter. They never did. So like one of the things I was really excited about capturing on video were some of the creative elements. And I just didn't get to see them, not from like a full perspective. And we have our whole wedding from top to bottom, but the perspective is like from the side and I didn't really love it. So I was kind of bummed because I was very clear about what I wanted. And I even did a walkthrough of the space with the professionals before time. And they just didn't go up there. I feel like the caterers and the videographer kind of told me what I wanted to hear and said, they're going to do something. But then in the, and once the day happened, they just did what (laughs) they did, what they can't handle. That kind of sucks. So yeah, I'll give it, um, I'll give it a, I'll give it a solid seven. Oh, one more thing. This is a personal thing for me. I was so excited that I literally couldn't sleep the night before. So I just stayed up all night, like writing or pacing or just listening to music. And so the day of my wedding, my voice was so like shot. It was like harsh. And that's captured forever in my wedding video. And she started with me like talking about Doug. And I'm like, people are going to think I have a frog voice because there's no disclaimer like, oh, her voice sounds like this because she was up all night. But that's why Sharika you saw me after the wedding and you said I look so tired it's because I had pulled I literally had not slept all night so yeah I remember I, so tired. I remember waking <laughs> up and Sabrina was like yeah I've been up all night I'm like girl and it was so it was funny but I felt so bad for her like after so what she's talking about afterwards right before we went to the um the little gathering at at Doug's parents house we had to go back to the place we were staying and we were gathering up some things and there was something that, and I, I think someone asked her a question. She was like, oh, it's back in the house. And the way, like, Sabrina is, as she talks, that's how she moves. She's very quick. She's she's just always energetic, and she's really upbeat and moving to and fro very quickly. I mean, she was she looked like, like a snail going backwards. <laughs> I, I was and her head was hung low. And I know she was happy, but she was so tired. And I was like, girl, I'll just get it for you. Because she looked exhausted. <laughs> I, you know, so- I, I don't mind sharing this because I just think it's funny. And um, I know my, my husband wouldn't mind me sharing this too. So we waited, you know, to have sex until we were married. And the night of our wedding, we were so tired that we came back to his house to like, I don't even know why it was really close to where 
we had an after party. I think he just wanted to grab something. And I was like, okay, why are you going there? I'm just going to sit in the couch. You guys, why did I wake up the next day and look up and he was on the other couch? We both fell asleep. So that was our first wedding night. We we didn't even stay in like the special Airbnb we had for the wedding night and that the girls had like put rose petals and had a playlist. We drove there at like 5.30 in the morning because we're like, we want to enjoy it. Like this is paid for. And, uh, you know, then we just had our, our good times. But I just always laughed at like my wedding night. We were sleeping. <laughs> he said he came out and he saw me sleeping. He was like, oh, okay, I'll just take a little five minute nap to you. And no, it was, it was more than that. And last thing I'll share is that we said we weren't going to exchange gifts because we had already like spent a lot on the honeymoon. And I was like, that's the gift. Me marrying you is a gift. I don't need a gift. But of course he secretly got me a gift. So one, I felt bad because He's giving me this thing. The videographer is giving it to me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have nothing. I have nothing to give him. Um, But I did give him three letters. But, you know, that's not really good. Okay. besides the point, he got me these diamond earrings. Beautiful. Put them on. When we got back to the Airbnb after the wedding, I put them in a safe place because I didn't want to take them to the after party because I was thinking I don't want to lose them. I haven't seen those diamond earrings since that day. No clue where they are. that's just something else that I'm like I hope one day I'm moving something and I'm like oh they're my wedding earrings it's I think there's so much was going on and I wasn't planning to get that I just my mind just I put it in a safe place and it's still there evidently (laughs) oh that does make me sad (laughs) but uh, before we go on to the next question I like last time we talked and Sabrina was like, oh, I have my wedding book here. Girl, I, I ran and grabbed my wedding book today because I wanted to revisit what I had for my meal because I could not remember. So Amen. Just, just a quick, we had a salad and we had rolled it at the dinner. I told you there was so much food at the little cocktail thing. It was a lot. I don't remember. But for dinner, we had a pork shoulder. We had grilled mm. chicken stuffed with spinach and artichoke. We had fish. We had rice pilaf, we had baked macaroni cheese, we had vegetables, and we had plantain. As as my husband would say, plantain, but it, we say plantain, so that's what we had. That was our uh, meal at our um, at our wedding, and we we're supposed to have at the at the little cocktail it was supposed to be meatballs, crackers and cheese, vegetables, shrimp, fruit salad, wings, a spring roll, and island punch, which we did have island punch there. That was at our little cocktail hour. So we did have very good food. It um, was good. I grabbed some shrimp before I left. Oh, Maybe, good. Do you say plantain or do you say plantain? Because I say plantain too. I didn't know it was plantain. Well, it's not. Say, in English, I say plantains. It is, it is plant, it is spelled plantain, but in with in the islands where I am from, we say plantain. And we there's an island accent with it, but that's oh, what okay. we say. But it really is plant. It's spelled plantain, but we say plantain. That was a discussion over the break uh, over our vacation this whole week. Plantain versus plantain. So, um, so I know we talked and maybe you shared a little bit of this, but was there what was the like most annoying part? Not even maybe of the wedding, but just of it in general is there a most annoying part was there a most annoying part for you i would just go with mine i don't really the most annoying part was just kind of like something sabrina said it's like when you when there's 
and maybe we all echo this. It's like when someone doesn't come through like they said they were going to, especially when you're paying them to. So that to me was the most annoying part about the wedding um, preparations or the day, just people not doing what they were supposed to do, especially when you paid them to do what they were supposed to do. So that to me was my most annoying part. Evie, what was something that, or maybe it, maybe you didn't have anything that was annoying to you, whether no, Probably be okay. that just the caterers and or the catering situation, and then the people who just showed up uninvited. Oh, mm. That's just you know, and of course, at the end of the day, it's done. It's over with. Pushing, mm-hmm. I feel that like two and a half, going on three years now. So it is what it is. But that was at in that moment. That's definitely what it is. But I don't really think I have one that's like still stirring in me right now. Mm. Now, uh, for me, it'll be. Uh, for me, it's just a whole thing. although I like you know I'm glad that we were able to do some have a moment that really brought Doug joy and it it brings me joy to be married to him but I will stand by what I said that I think the wedding and all that I'm not really sure that it's necessary because for me there's so many other moments that are now forever tied to a really important moment that I care about that I just don't care to, to have to think about from family members who felt like they should have been invited. People I haven't talked to in 20 years. You guys know I have a biological father who did not raise me and he has six kids and I don't know them, but three of them really felt some type of way about the wedding. And they let me know about it. And I'm like, who, who are you again? <laughs> like, I graduated from grad school. I've had a whole, a lot of things happen in my life. You were not a part of that. But now you feel like you want to be a part of, like, so that, like, all that had, dealing with caterers, dealing with planning, dealing with people coming, going, dealing with the RSVPs, you know, like, that was a headache. It was it, just all of it. It's like, I'm just trying to get married. Why do I have to do all this stuff? And people kept saying to me, oh, the wedding is not about you. It's for everybody else. And I was thinking, well, why? <laughs> why? Remember, it's for them. And I'm like, well, they can have their moment another time. Like, that. <laughs> oh, so, girl, I just heard that on a TV show the other day. Was it Bridget? Well, now I'm giving myself away. Please don't judge me, you guys, for watching Bridgerton. I am 34. Four years old and yes I'd be watching the Bridgerton. <laughs> um yeah I just heard it on tv a lot of people feel that way They're, they'll say things like remember it's not for you it's for like everybody and the families to meet together and come together and da 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 it's really not about like you and okay but also <laughs> isn't it though like but that's just so. my personality because of who I am and because of the way my life has been. I won't repeat all that stuff because I said it first episode. Yeah. So for me, the whole entire having to put it on and together is annoying. Um, But the best part is getting married and making that commitment. So maybe the courthouse that day when we signed the papers. (laughs) Least annoying. I'll start off with the favorite moment Um, for me. If I like, of course, the just the whole thing, right? Of just saying that this is officially happening. But if there was a segment, or like out of all of that, what was that one thing? Um, ugh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I guess, I'll just say all of it. I'd be that guy because there is no favorite moment. There's so many things that that happened in that day that are all a combination of just us two, me and, me and Judith coming together from family and friends who I haven't seen in forever coming together to see people who I didn't expect 
um, especially from my hometown, to drive the two and a half, three hours away to come to where our venue was, to know some people don't travel at all. So for them to travel for that was like a big deal to be people who came from out of town, of course, um, people who either, you know, participated in some way, shape or form. That was definitely um, all of it. And then, of course, just standing right in front of her that whole time and hearing um, her vows and me sharing lines and then both of us saying I do. All of that was, um, I don't know, it was all a, all a highlight. So I don't really got one favorite part, I guess I'll say. For me, I just was, okay, so I, I know I, this is a regret of mine, um, personal regret. I know this is not the part of her request, but so when I was walking down the aisle, my husband to this day will always be like, you weren't looking at me. And I always feel so bad because I just remember I was trying not to cry and I was just trying to like blink like back the tears. And so I was like looking up, trying to not cry because I felt the ugly cry coming. And so he was, <laughs> he felt, a, he felt a way about me not looking at him walking down the aisle. So I feel bad about that. But I say that say because one of the things that for me, before that moment of me crying, like I just remember waking up that day being so excited and ready. Like people, like I remember, well, I don't say in real life, but like on TV, people were like, oh, I'm so nervous. And this, that was, I felt zero nerves. I just felt excited. And I was just like, I'm ready to go. I was, oh, I remember, this is a, another annoying part, but it's a really little. So we, you know, when you get to the wedding and so everybody went inside and they were like, wait in the car, wait in the car. Cause I guess they wanted me to get out when not people were out there. And I was like, I gotta get out of this car. I felt like, I felt held back. Cause I wanted to run down the aisle. I wanted to get just, I was so excited. So I felt bad like that. I walked down the aisle, didn't look at him, but because before I was just so excited, but then when they opened that door, like when I was standing at the door and my cousins opened the door for me to walk, like all of a sudden the emotions hit me, but before I was just so excited. So I just was so happy. So just that feeling of being able to marry the person you love so much, that was like one of the greatest moments. And just the whole day overall, like I know I'm pointing out little petty parts, but overall it really was so much fun. I had a great time and I just, I mean, the whole thing was a magical day. And so all of it was pretty much great moments and just being able to do our first dance and say our vows and how everything came together. It really was a good moment. So I don't really have a specific one other than just remembering how the excitement to do, you know, be able to become one with the person I love so much. So that was like my favorite moment. I'm like you guys, I don't have like one defining moment, but I have a lot of little sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it'll be like me man manning the lift or whatever, because I had to hang the silks in the ceiling of our chapel. And I remember doing that. And my in-laws just being like, oh, this is like a little tiny person who packs a powerful punch because no one can figure out how to do it. So I just was doing it because I was determined to get those silks up there. And just the rehearsal was nice because that was the first time like everyone was together. And I knew for the wedding, I wouldn't be able to see how all the elements would play out. It was just the rehearsal. So I love just being able to enjoy that, seeing all the pieces come together in the rehearsal. The rehearsal dinner, because my mother-in-law knew what time it was. And she had like the surprise where these salsa dancers came out. And that was just amazing because we're at this um, Cuban restaurant, really nice 
ice and e-board and it was just it just was another time when everyone was together and it felt like oh this is this is gonna be fun this is special and then of course like walking that moment when I was right at the chapel doors and about to go in I had everyone in the audience hold a North Carolina flower because I'm from there I love North Carolina but got married in Florida because that's where most of my people were but they held the North Carolina state flower and just walking down the aisle and seeing all the flowers and looking at Doug, like I'll never, and seeing like the silks and I'll just never forget that. I had like goosebumps. I didn't cry, but I just felt probably because a flower guy was so funny. I just felt immense joy and excitement. So yeah, I think, oh, and of course landing, landing in Jamaica. I love the honeymoon. I just love, love anything all inclusive. I'm all about that. But like, there's just so much happening leading up to your wedding. And it's all about you and this one person that leading up to your wedding, you don't, well, we didn't get to spend that much time together between my work and school. Cause I don't even think I took days off the week before. Maybe I had taken that Friday. I felt like I had been there. Cause we had some type of event or something. I don't know. But anyway, like when we got to the honeymoon and it was like just us for a whole week, and like being able to f- reflect and laugh and just, I don't know, it just felt really, really special. I, I love that. Yeah. I love the flower moment at your wedding. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Golly. No, I'm not Sharika making me being like, oh, will I run it back? But I'll wait. I'll <laughs> wait. For the next, uh, question. Oh, that is the next question. Would you guys do a vowel renewal? I would love to do a vow renewal. My husband was like you, Sabrina. He's like court. Yeah, I mean the courthouse or a backyard. He's like, I don't really need the wedding. So of course he does not want to do a vow renewal, but I want to do a vow renewal for a lot of different reasons. Not really a lot of different reasons. I really just want to wear a cute another dress. I want to get a. I want to wear a different dress. I want like my dress. I think was more traditional. Like this time I would go very different. Uh, there will be a split. There will be very skin tight. It'll be it'll be a different situation. And I wouldn't like the, my wedding was what I wanted. Very traditional, you know, very in a church and all that, which is what I wanted. But the vow renewal would be a straight up turn up. It would be like a very short ceremony. Like I see a lot of people be having. It'll be a short little ceremony. I'll be coming down there looking, you know, doing all the things I wanted to be at a destination place, like somewhere out of, I don't know where, but somewhere not, you know, a destination, probably on a beach or near a beach somewhere. And then I would have the biggest turn up. That's what I would want for a vow renewal. But will it happen? I don't know. But I'm going to try to do my best to make sure that it does. So maybe... <laughs> Maybe I'll do a surprise vowel. My husband don't listen to the podcast. So, you know, maybe I'll do a surprise. You know, maybe I'll plan a little getaway, you know, of 10 years, invite some friends. Hey, if you want to come and then do a surprise vowel. You know what? This might be the thing. Anyway. I would be in cahoots with you, Sharika. I would definitely <laughs> help plan a surprise vowel for you guys. That would be fun. So, yep. So, yes, for me, but we'll see. Yeah, so if it's up to Judith, we will have one. And I say that, and that's what she wants. But for me, I told her I would prefer 25 and 50. But she said she would do like 10, 20, 30, or 10, 20, or 10, 25, and something else. Um, but for me, like, it's the same thing. Like, I feel like we do vow renewals every day. 
Okay. So you, you would have she wants more than one, or she would want one either at ten or twenty, or she would. No, want she one she want one at ten, and then she want one at another year. And oh another, wow! And she, like it's like a consistent thing for her. So I just said twenty five mm-hmm. to fifty, just because not mm-hmm. in a bad way, but you know, because I think most people, you say most people take it back. I don't have a stat on that. A lot of people make it past that first like seven months to a year, where a lot of people fall off, and then another group. <laughs> They they dodge the bullet by year three. Like it's kind of like if you make it the it's I don't know the exact one, I would have to look it up, but it's like if you make it to X, it's the likelihood that you'll ride it out for compared in statistics compared to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. I feel like you right, you know, you hit 25, like that's something to celebrate. And the other thing for me, um, as we have conversations from time to time about the future or about kids or about this, that, the third, like in a few years, if we do it at we might not have no kids about it like because oh. you know so i would want my kids to be part of whatever that next celebration is in- instead of waiting to do it again like i always joke with my parents them about that i was like i wasn't in none of y'all with it but like it sucks like but everybody else did vow renewals like with the- and i say everybody else people some other people within the haitian community and my mom and daddy was like we good on that they'll be they, they wasted they spent money on that i don't think they use the words wasted but that's how they was feeling about it how about you, Sabrina? How you a rocket? Uh, a little bit, Alan. A lot of it, you. So while I think for my wedding, I would have loved a courthouse and like a five thousand dollar just lit party. Um, I think I've always thought twenty five, like Eb. Now for that, I'll do something big and great because, like Eb said, we have something big and great to celebrate. We made it. No shade, but anybody can get married, and a lot of people, like <laughs> Eb said, don't get divorced. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to make light of that commitment. It is a big deal and it is beautiful and it's something to celebrate. And for those of us who are Christians, I mean, that's one of the more more consistent ways that God talks about his love for us. Like we're the bride, the church is his bride. So I get it. But yeah, I'm all about like a 25 year and a 50 year God willing. I would love it if Doug and I could make it to a hundred years on this earth. Um, Cause a 50 year vow renewal will be in our eighties. So I got to take care of myself so I can walk down the aisle. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, I think 25 and 50 would be great for similar reasons as EB. We haven't really landed on the kids thing. Before we got married, we were completely all about it. Now that we're married and we have all our time and money and everything, it's like, oh, no, this is kind of nice. So we'll see on that. But if I I did a vow renewal, I would love for my kids to be a part of it because it's like, look what we've done look what we brought into the world and look at this commitment we said we were going to commit to each other and it's 25 years we've done it and we'll do it for 25 more so would love it love it love it and I think mine would just be a really big party maybe a short little ceremony like Mm -hmm. Shrika said at the beginning but it would be that party definitely just like a party celebrating love and all that kind of stuff at 50 years, I'm not renewing my vows. We, <laughs> I'm like, we're here. It, it, it's nothing to renew. We're, we, we, it's, it is, it's old now. And I, and I would love to see it. But also the knees ain't going to be there. The be- knees are barely here now. And so I need to have this within the next, within probably 10 years when the knees are hopefully still intact because I'm trying to get, um, I'm trying to turn up, okay? So I got to do it when the knees are still intact. So at 25, maybe, but 50, I'm just like, it is what it is at this point. That's a good point because it is a renewal. So you're like recommitting 
Um, and I guess, I, I guess, I mean, it depends on your health. I don't know how much longer you have. To <laughs> so, yeah, all right. So I would do maybe, okay. The vow renewal at 25 years and yeah. then at 50 years, just like a celebration. Yeah. Just yeah. like we made it. Look at an anniversary party, yeah. Yeah, just an anniversary party. But a vow renewal is really special, especially if like extended family and all that can be a part of it. I will say my parents did a 10-year anniversary and me and my brother were in it and I stood up beside my mom. My brother stood up beside my parents. So it was nice to be a part of the little vow renewal at their 10-year 10-year anniversary. So that, that, that does sound nice. All right, so we got this final question. Um, wedding advice for somebody who's out there either seriously dating, engaged, thinking about it, or probably not even seriously dating. You're just thinking about the future for shout out to our single people out, out there who, who listen. Um, what are some wedding, what is some or a wedding advice that you have for the people? Um, I, this is, has been my advice and I know it's hard. It may be hard for some people because family is such a strong has such strong inputs and things like that. But I will say my advice was for myself and for people I will give is do what you like. And I know Sabrina was saying it, you know, people were saying the wedding is for all these other people, but I was like, you'll never regret doing what you want, but you might have regrets doing what other people want. And I'm talking, and I'm not talking about getting, I'm talking about like, oh, well, this person says we need to do this. And this person said we need to have that. And most people have a lot of advice, but aren't contributing anything towards, you know, the situation. And if people really cared about you and love you and are there for your, you know, celebration, they would want you to have the things that you would want, in my opinion. So I would, I would just say, like, as to the best of your ability not to try to please people, but to really do what means something to you and what's important to you, like... For me, I wanted to have different elements in my wedding, like Sabrina danced and different things like that, that meant stuff to me. So I, at, at the at, as we talk, like, as I look back, I don't have any regrets because I did what I wanted and the things that meant something to me versus doing what somebody else would have wanted to please them, but had no significance in my mind or my heart. So to me, um, between you and the person you're marrying, do what m- is important to you guys. And um, because I don't think you'll have regrets doing the things that mean something to you. So that is my advice. Uh, so my advice will be don't go into debt for your wedding. Uh, that day is about you guys. And once you pay whatever the little fee to get your name changed, if you're going to do that and get your little thing from the <laughs> little marriage certificate from the courthouse all that other stuff is just cherry on top and what's not cherry on top is then stepping into a marriage where you have this debt unnecessary debt from something that just happens in a day I make jokes about you know oh man Doug and I we should have done you know say this or say that but at the end of the day everything we spent it was cash and it was paid for and it was done you know you don't want to be paying interest on your wedding because then you have Something, once again, that's supposed to be beautiful and wonderful. There's like this point of contention, right? Because now you're paying this debt and this interest. Uh, They say like, don't keep up with the Joneses, but it's so true. You have no one to impress on your wedding day. 
yes, do what you want. And if that means having people from the ceiling, go at it. But at the same time, don't let uh, pressure for what you think it should look like or what you think it should be. And, oh, we should buy these napkins for $5 a piece for 100 people because they have our initials on it. Trust me, you'll just have regrets. <laughs> you'll look back and be like, that was an unnecessary expense. Uh, similar to what Sharika was saying, the people who love you and support you will not have anything to say about how you spend on that day, whether you have the fancy napkins or the plain ones. Trust me, they really want and won't. And even if they do, who cares? It's about you getting to that 25, that 50, that 80 year mark and your commitment with that person that you love. EB, what you got? Yeah. So for me, um, similar to what both of them have already said of thinking through what you want to do and making sure that happened. And of course, don't go into debt. And then the last one is, um, or at least the last one for this, I guess, segment or for this question, just don't have people up there for the sake of being up there, whether that be a participant, whether that be somebody part of your bridal party or groomsmen, bridesmaids, matron, best man, all like make sure that you like you legit have um, a relationship with this individual. Um, I know that was one of the points of emphasis for me. Like I looked at my friends and I looked at the future as well and saying, who do I really think going to be here the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years? Where it wasn't just a one day thing of like, oh, we're cool today. So let's hop in. Like you kind of know, you know, the ups and downs within your friendships and your flaws that you personally may have or that other people may have. So don't choose people for the sake of um, choosing people, making sure that you got make make sure you got legit relationships with people, because hopefully or the intention of people being there on your wedding day, whether it be those who are standing with you or those who are sitting watching is those people will be there for you regardless. As Sabrina just mentioned, like those people ain't going to be caring about what type of napkins you got. Like if you got the, the throwaways or you got the linen ones that we get to wash after, like none of that matters on the day if they're really there truly to support you. Now, when you have some people being, I guess, I don't want to say, yeah, it's definitely, it'll be, it, it will likely be people who critique the little things. Oh, I would have did this. Or I would have did that. And you can tell if they said, most don't never say it to you, but if they do say it to you, like, well, you can give me the money for it. I'll do it next time. You know, you can, you can hit them with whatever you want to hit them with. So that's the advice that, or wedding advice that I have um, for you. And yeah, that's all I got. Sabrina, what you, what you sharing with the people? I'm going to just kind of build on the quote from last week where I just talked about growth and uh, making space for people to be human. We love them. So this is going to just close our little, our little wedding quote series. And uh, it goes like this, being deeply loved by someone gives you strength while loving someone deeply gives you courage. And once again, this applies definitely to marriage relationships and not just people who are in relationships in a marriage covenant, right? Um, love deeply. People need it. I, I was just talking to someone the other day about ways we can help in our community when it comes to suicide prevention. And you, you've heard Evie say so many times, you just don't know what people are going through behind closed doors. And it can be hard to love people, but especially as Christians, like it's really what we're called to do. And I think it can also be easy to love people, right? So as much as you can, at least those people in your circle, we all have friends who maybe we haven't connected with as much recently. And it's not because anything happened. It's just because we've kind of been lazy about it. We get into rhythms. We just live our life day to day. But people need to know that they're loved, right? 
because when they know that it gives them strength, they know they're not alone. Or at the same time, loving someone deeply, it can give you courage, right? It takes courage to forgive. It takes courage to be vulnerable with someone. Another Bridgerton quote that I heard uh, this past couple of weeks when I was watching season two, uh, the father said, you know, you can't give someone your best without letting them see you at your worst. So it kind of gives people permission to be open and vulnerable if you are open and vulnerable. So take those things to heart. Tis the season. We talk about hot girl summer and I don't know, EB will have to tell us if they're the version of that for men. I just remember for me growing up summer, I always knew I was going to catch a crush or two until fall came and the breakup was inevitable. But you know, like it's that season, be open to love and loving others. What you got, EB, what you're expanding on. It's definitely, uh, it's a hot boy summer and that's every summer. Oh. And okay. a hot girl summer is definitely one of hot boy summers. <laughs> And if you want to know more about Hot Boy Summers, you can go follow or like or see what um, the homie Lil Duval out of Jacksonville, Florida posts, because he will let you know that it's always a hot boy or he'll call it City Boy. Um, but yeah, okay. definitely a Hot Boy City Boy Summer. That happens all, every summer. And that's why you got a lot of fatherless kids in this world. Um, that's another story for a different day, because we're not talking about that today so it'll be easy for me to talk about just the normal right and i say the normal of what is the world talking about from the mass shooting whether you talking about the one in buffalo or you talking mm. about church shooting in california either one of those um just crazy stuff that is happening or is it to talk about the crazy stuff that's going on with our lgbtq youth in this world where government officials time and time again continue to try to enact laws um where I don't know, like, I just saw something today, actually, it was, and I want to say it was in Texas, and don't quote me on this, y'all can look it up, you can fact check it, that's what we always tell you to do, look it up on your own, don't take our words as law, but I want to say Texas law was trying to find a way to open up investigations on parents of trans youth, um, if I'm wrong on that, somebody send us a DM on Instagram or on Facebook and fact, that, fact check that. I'm like, that's not true. That's not what's going on. And I was just like, what the heck? Like, shouldn't we just naturally? Like, and it was like an investigation on trans youth as far as abuse. And I'm like, don't we have records on who get abused as far as those that we know of? So I'm like, why would you just like, why would you target this specific demographic or this specific situation or issue? Or for those of us who back in elementary, you said that you would not do drugs um, and you wouldn't partake in any forms of drug. A drug dealer just recently got sentenced to 17 and a half years. The one that was part of the fatal overdose for Mac Miller. And I know some of you probably don't even know who Mac Miller is, but you can look him up. Just a musician who passed away from just doing things that he probably promised that he wouldn't do. Or that he shouldn't be doing just because drugs don't help cure or solve problems but it's a lot to, that's going on and i'm like there's not one thing that i can or that i feel the need to expound on so i'm gonna hit you with one of my favorite people and i say favorite people because my dog always got some form of entertainment and his name <laughs> is former president donald j trump Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. I want to say I apologize because a couple weeks ago, I told y'all, and I might still be right, but I don't know. A couple weeks ago, I said that Elon Musk was buying Twitter and we talked about a little bit of the stuff that that meant. My dog, y'all know, I don't know if y'all know, but he got his own little 
he as in Trump got his own little social media um, platform called Truth Social. I think that's what it's called, or he's part part of it or some way. And mm-hmm. if you look at it, it looks just like Twitter. So if you want to go there, go check it out. For those of you who want to try something new, go check it out. Send me the screenshots and let me talk about it because I'm just I just don't want to download another app. Um, I feel like I would have to delete one of the major three that I have now to do that. But he tweeted not too long ago and he said, there is no way Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter at such a ridiculous price. I think the price was 44 billion, especially since realizing it is a company largely based on bots or spam accounts. Fake anyone? By the time you get rid of them, if that can even be done, what do you have? Not much. If it weren't for the ridiculous billion-dollar breakup fee, Elon would have already been long gone. Just my opinion. But Truth Social is much better than Twitter and is absolutely exploding. Incredible engagement. And I'm just like, this man is hilarious. And that's just for me. Now, I know other people are like, that's terrible. He trashed. Um, but uh, apparently, Elon Musk... Um, he put an ultimatum out to Twitter and saying, it's some certain things that you got to fix up or it's some certain information that I don't have for me to make this purchase. And it was, I think it was looking at like, what is the percentage of the bot or spam accounts? And I need to see that on paper and I need to know what are you guys doing to address that? Is there some form of protocol already in the Twitter wheelhouse or something along those lines? And I didn't do no deep dive research on it. But part of it is for me to tell you guys, anytime you're purchasing anything, whether that be a service, whether that be a gift, whether that be something at a, your favorite store, something online, it's do your due diligence and do your research. Because Elon could have easily just dropped the 43, 44 billion, whatever the price was, and didn't think about it. But then as him and his team, I'm assuming, um, wealth of knowledge sitting at the table, it's like, before we dive into this deal, let's do a little bit of research. Let's see what information Twitter has on this thing. And it's just a purchase that helps us in the long run? Like, how can we leverage our finances before just saying, yes, you got, I don't know, what we would consider in the hood, you got a duck. Like, you like you don't ever want to get sold a lemon, right? And in the hood, that's sometimes referred to as a car, like a car that doesn't run, like it runs to get you down the block, but then once you turn it off, it probably don't run no more. So never get caught up buying a lemon. Don't get caught up in some nonsense don't be out here looking crazy like Amber Heard on um, trial or on the jury stand or I mean on the witness stand. It's just a lot of crazy stuff that's going on in the world. And as always, continue to make sure you do your due diligence with the crazy stuff that's going on in the world. For those of you that are single, continue to be happy in your singleness, thrive in that space and find places right? Do your research on the person that you might be interested in or on the places that you might want to, I guess, engage in some form of conversation or getting to know another individual. For those of you that are seriously dating, I always say this, I always say this, don't waste your time dating somebody who you don't see yourself marrying. So if you don't see a marriage with that individual, then tell that person, it's time for me to part ways for you. I don't care if y'all been dating for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. If you just been rocking, shacking up, doing whatever you feel is best for you. If you don't see a future in that person, you don't see a lifelong commitment, then call it quits now. But if you do see one with that individual, or if you are engaged, I encourage you to do this. Get some form of premarital counseling. And I would say 
if you mm-hmm. really, I really dare you to do it with maybe someone outside. Now you can't do it, of course, with your church. Now, if you got a good church and you feel like you trust them, go ahead. But I would say, mix it up a little bit. Find some people who might not know you because some people are just going to naturally say, uh, this will be great. And I've seen it happen time and time again where people were just like, oh, I think you guys would be amazing together or this would be great or you should really consider dating this person or are you guys going to get married? And it's like, they don't know all the heartbreak that you've already dealt with or all the stuff that you already been going through with this person or how much this person drives you crazy or how much that person's family drive you crazy, all types of stuff. So just make sure you do your research, make sure you do the premarital counseling, make sure you're not wasting your time in this world that seems to be literally falling by the wayside day by day. And yeah, that's all I really got for you. Well, my recommendation for uh you guys would be a show that's been on tv for a good while but it is always a good time it is called say yes to the dress and it's on tlc i'm sure you can catch reruns online or wherever else you may get them but i always feel like felt you know i love a wedding so i loved watching it but i felt like it was a good idea of what's out there before having to go to a dress shop, if you're looking to get married, you can see different styles. You can see, kind of give you a preview without having to go there. Because once you walk up in that dress store, they be with the pressure. I feel. So watch Say Yes to the Dress. Get an idea of some of the things that you would be interested in, not interested in, like, don't like, think looks cute, would be, you know, open to try as a little preview before you actually go out to go wedding dress shopping. And of course, go online. But say yes to the dress was always a fun time. So if you're interested in getting married or just like dresses and wedding stuff, try say yes to the dress if you haven't already seen it. But it's been out there for a good few years. But it's always a good time. That's it is a good time. It's a really good show. I like I like looking at it. Um, yeah. And yeah, try some on. Try on a lot. I don't can't remember how many I tried on. I know Sharika was with me when I found the one though. But I went by myself because I knew I just wanted to get a vibe and see what it was all about, see what shape and of dress and stuff I'd actually go with. Um, my recommendation, I can't remember if we've done this before. So if we have, forgive me. The name of the show is Marriage or Mortgage. I'm recommending this because I know some of y'all will not take my advice and have like $50,000 weddings, $60,000 weddings. And guess what? That can be a down payment on the house. So maybe you need to watch this and let reality set. And this is a show that takes a wedding planner and a real estate agent, and they compete with each other uh, to win the hearts of couples and using the budget that the couple has. So the budget is if a couple's like, I have 30K, Okay, what kind of wedding can we get with 30K? What kind of house can we get with 30K as a down payment? And then they both present the idea. So it's nice just to see how far your money can go. And I think the show does a good job of balancing because for a lot of people, it absolutely is worth it. And even though I kind of complain about some elements of it, I did enjoy my wedding day. And like I said, I'm happy that we were able to have that moment and that Doug's heart was so full as well. From that, but also, hey, it wouldn't hurt to put a down payment on a house or put that toward a house either. So that is my recommendation, marriage or mortgage. All right. And my recommendation comes to us from 
I, and I, not necessarily hometown as far as the city, but definitely hometown as far as the state from the hometown or home state of Sabrina's North Carolina. There's a great guy by the name of Gary Chapman and him and his wife. And I say him and his wife, cause I'm pretty sure he learned this together as he probably did research on his personal self and on their relationship. He is an American author and radio talk shows, but he is known for the five love languages. And he has um, a crazy series that, defines what these different things are, whether it be words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, or receiving gifts. There's a lot of quizzes out there for it. There's a lot of chess out there for it. There's a lot of books and literature and YouTube videos. So I'm recommending anything by him. So for those of you, as I mentioned earlier, that maybe maybe you're in your singleness and you're enjoying that. Maybe you're dating someone casually, right? You know some of y'all be out there doing that. Maybe you're seriously dating. Maybe you're engaged. Maybe you're married. Right. And sometimes even for those of us who are married, maybe we forget the love language of our, our own love language or that of our spouse. But it is helpful for you to know what is the love language of the person that you're interacting with. It is important for you to know how to communicate that. It is important for you to know what actions to take. And it's also important for you to know the things to avoid. So those are just um our recommendations for you. Hopefully you take full advantage of them and hopefully you don't just let it go in one ear and out the other as you listen to this lovely pod. So as always, that's what we got for you. If life tries to knock you down, make sure you love back. No, I'm just kidding. Don't love back. Well, maybe you do love, yeah, you love regardless. Uh, Make sure you kick back until next time.